Hey, this is CollarWorks Radio. I'm your host, Justin Baker. With me this week is the artist, photographer, Jay Houston. Currently showing in the group exhibition at CollarWorks Gallery, Art Stand Still. We talk about the work that's showing and where it's going. This is part one of a two-part interview great photographer. Have a listen. All right. Um, this week I'm here with uh, Jay Houston. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thank you for being here. Um, for those listening, Jay is in a show currently at Collarworks Gallery in Troy, New York. Uh, the title is Art Stands Still, and that's running from May 31st to July 13th. So, thank you for being here. Yeah, Again. thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, you're all the way from Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I live and work there now. So, um, yeah, I like the community. It's a really good uh, DIY community with, you know, some nice museums to kind of hold it up. And it's a really good city. Okay. Um, yeah, so you went to Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, your degree is in art and gender studies. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Am I true about that? Yes. You finished in, was it 2018? Um, yes. Yes, I was part-time for a while. So I officially graduated then, but I was part-time for like a year. Okay. Um, so again, for everyone listening, uh, your work in this show is a set of, no, I'm forgetting. Is it three photographs or four? Uh, it's three photographs and a text. Okay, and the text. Um, the photographs document your body um, that is also uh, marked with tattoo ink, which I'm assuming is permanent, right? Yes, yeah. yes it is. <laughs> okay. And uh, the text accompanying the photographs um, is almost like a, um, like a table of contents that refers to the marks on your body, which are numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about that work a little bit and and maybe how it fits in the show or just kind of where you are with that body of work? Yeah. Um, so body index, which is the piece in the show, um, is it was conceptualized, I guess, recently. Um, and so it's a numbered it's the numbered index of all medical interventions I've had um, since a diagnosis of vulvodynia, which is a chronic pain condition. Um, of the vulva and so it's all it's all that uh, information is in um, is in that list and then the numbers correspond to the procedure so like um, that text like whatever number that would be so say number seven was like uh, I, it's on my wrist so I had like I had a I had to get some uh, joint fluid drain for my wrist so that would be uh, for, just for example the number seven would then be tattooed on my wrist and then it would refer back to the index so it's kind of all um, tied in, and um, I think for me it was nice to visualize something that's considered like an individual, uh, an invisible illness. Um, chronic pain is like often not really seen, and so for me to like visualize um, like all the stuff that I've went through alone um, is actually kind of a relief. So that's kind of where that work came from. Oh, interesting. Um, and it's part of a larger, it was initially, uh, made as its own piece, mm -hmm. but now it's part of a larger body of work called just a pinch honey, which is a collection. It's like a text and, um, photo documentary, like uh, project that has like medical records, photographs, self portraits, um, 
you know, some audio, some video, uh, just like a really big collection across uh, of materials from the past like 10 or 12 years. Oh, okay. Um, that sounds super interesting. Um, let I want to just go back for a second because um, I don't know. I didn't get it, and just for the people listening, what what is the condition called, or does that... yeah? So it's called vulvodynia. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, if you Google it, it's surprising. Like the prevalence rate is extremely high. I think it's uh, like lifetime prevalence rate is like uh, upwards of fourteen percent. It's really hard to diagnose that because a lot of people don't actually get correctly diagnosed. Sure. Um, since nobody's really invested <clears throat> in um that particular kind of chronic pain. Um, and so, uh, it's, that's a really high prevalence rate for how little research is done. So I definitely would love to raise awareness for that in whatever way possible. Okay. So when, when you started these procedures to, to deal with this condition, did you have the, the foresight to start this project? Um, absolutely not. I was, um, I was really young. I mean, I was diagnosed at 12. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Okay. And so that's significantly younger. Most people are able to get treatment and like, um, either get it later in life or are able to get treatment to like manage it a little quicker, I think, than I was, um, able to, but yeah. Um, so I, I just have everything, uh, archived more so. Oh, um, and that's my cool. mom was played a really big role in that actually she um, was super we didn't really have a relationship before but then now afterwards she documented everything meticulously I've been calling old doctors and like trying to get my x-rays trying to get um, like records I have I save all my surgical drawings and diagrams that they give Mm. me so I've been collecting for a very long time for a very different purpose which was to get treatment and like I mean you've learned very quickly that you're your own advocate uh, when you're a queer person in the medical industry so I was trying to advocate for myself, but then I was able to like take these documents and turn them into this project. Okay, wow, that's super interesting. Um, staying, or where was I? I wanted to go somewhere right after I asked that question. Um, oh, yeah. So the 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 breadth of the project, it's it's called just a pinch, honey. Mm-hmm. Is that all based on your experience, or is there other like? Do you see it like moving into how other people have dealt with it or is there some of that or none of that right no that's a good question i am initially for my thesis actually my undergrad thesis um i had done a three-channel documentary video on like other uh, queer people and just like other like femmes in the pittsburgh area in the Mm -hmm. pa region um who also were dealing with this and so we all kind of uh, spoke on it. I followed a couple people more closely. It was like a pretty short video. It was like 15 minutes with the three channels. Um, so that was kind of that. And I, I mean, I found it like it was a really useful project. I spent a lot of time on it, but Mm -hmm. I think that the direction that I'm going, I think I can add more nuance to this discussion through my own experience because, uh, I had a very specific experience, I think. And, uh, I wouldn't want to, I think I was only able to touch the surface with other people's, uh, you know stories so okay. i think that i prefer for this specific project um to focus a little more on like my own experience right okay um going back to your um your documenting of um of like the queer culture in pittsburgh um that was i guess i bring that up because i when i was looking at your work uh that i found online and on your website um, it has a very different feel, or like a, obviously it's a, a look. It's more 
kind of documentary um, of Pittsburgh and maybe your friends or I'm not sure a lot of who these people are in the pictures. Um, but um, I found it very interesting in that when you talked about documenting uh, the culture that you were trying to show, um, you also talked a lot about place. And, and what I found really interesting and kind of poetic were these mix of these really beautiful landscapes or partial landscapes you know that were also in there and you also you talked about place like as this yeah. you know like it's like um uh like how a person can be you know maybe connected to a place in some way um which is something i i've thought about in the past but i was wondering if you could maybe talk more about that um and maybe expand on that work or talk about that work at all yeah, um, so I've been working on, it's called Tuck and Roll. Um, it incorporates text from like police manuals um, with the photographs. So that's something I'm building out now. But the photographs are, we're taken actually across the U.S. It started, like maybe 50% of them are from Pittsburgh um, specifically um, because I'm interested in like uh, portraying that region mm -hmm. um, and kind of, you know, people's stereotypes about like what the queer committee looks like outside of big cities. Um, kind of challenging okay. that, um, like their stereotypes. But uh, in the end, I just kind of decided that it's not really about Pittsburgh and that these communities kind of form um, out of outside of any big city. And mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of cities like St. Louis, um, even San Francisco and the Bay Area are really rapidly changing. So with this rapid turnover, I think uh, queer people are getting less and less like public uh, space. And so we turn to like domestic space and maybe like private outdoor space as that like meeting place and that community like that physical community mm. happens in those locations so place is really important to me in that i did kind of in some ways come of age in pittsburgh mm -hmm. um so that matters to me but it's more the idea of like we can develop these places wherever we are um in the la in the face of a lack of public space okay so that's kind of how it's changed a lot i've been working on it for like three years or something uh -huh. so i feel like um how i've thought about place has definitely like morphed as I moved along mm -hmm. with the project. That it's not like singular just to your place, but that people create these right. anywhere. Right. Uh, uh -huh. Especially just, yeah, considering that a lot of cities are developing. Thank you, Jay. Be sure if you haven't gotten a chance to go check out Art Stand Still, go check it out. It's running from May 31st to July 13th. It's a great show, a bunch of great artists. Thank you, and be sure to check out next week, part two of my extended interview with Jay Houston. <laughs>